0: With me into the tormented, haunted, half-lit night of the insane. This is my one. Let me lead you into it. Let me take you into the mind of a woman
1: who is mad. Hi, and welcome to Beyond the Cabin in the Woods, a good ghoul's guide to horror. I'm your guide Kinsey.
2: I'm your guide Donna. I'm your guide man.
1: Poltergeist Debbie is backpacking through Europe, so I'm sure it's fine. It's fine. I'm sure she's having a great time. Yeah.
0: I heard she was going to nursing school. But oh. yeah,
1: Good for her. Good for her. Uh, but this week, we do have a special Polter guest.
3: Hi, my name is Cass. Hi, and Cass. thank you so much for having me on. This is such a blast.
1: Oh, you are very welcome. All right. So this week we discuss the 1981 horror classic American Werewolf in London. Now, those of you that don't know what it's about, our good good buddies at IMDB, they Lies. want
0: you to <laughs> keep going, keep going.
1: <laughs> they want you to know that two American college students on a walking tour of Britain are attacked by a werewolf that none of the locals will admit exists. Actually, Actually. I don't want to be I don't want to start with
0: actually, because that's not a good look. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I think Landis's intent was to create a training video for what not to do ethically as a nurse working in the uh, British national health system.
1: OK. All right. I'll. Uh, yeah.
2: yeah. They, they are demonstrating some questionable professional ethics.
0: It, it's it's the goofus part of the goofus and, and uh, glant. Equation. Is it, it gallant? I don't even know. Like actually, like I only read it. Is it gallant? Did they call him gallant I, this whole time? Do I not I always, know?
2: I always pronounce it goofas and gallant, but now I'm questioning everything.
0: That's what this movie makes you do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Didn't, I didn't
0: think I'd be bringing out highlights for children this quickly, but here we are. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Well, let's go around. Did you like it? Did you not like it? Had you seen it before? Um Cass I'm going to go ahead and start with you.
3: I love hate this film. <laughs> I feel like whenever I rewatch it, I'm a huge fan of the the special effects by Rick Baker. It's phenomenal I'm sure we're, we're going to get into that at some point. Uh but I get so disturbed over the setup and the premise. Uh and the nurse angle, Nurse Alex It's kind of a kind of a mess to me in this film. But the last half an hour is so much fun. There's so much murder. There's talking corpses. There's just like nonstop car crashes because this one like schlob just doesn't want to just like take himself out of the equation. It's fantastic. (laughs)
2: Um, I adore this movie. I have watched it so many times, but. It's been a while since I've watched it. And so I was actually really kind of afraid that it wasn't going to hold up. And so I was nervous the whole time I was watching it that like there was going to be some real big problematic thing. And mm. there was the racist orderly. Mm. And other than that, um, there was there was it was OK. It was it was still a good movie and I still adored it and I still loved David Naughton, and I still adored Griffin Dunn, and yes, um, Nurse Alex should not have taken her patient home and slept with him. That was not okay. Um, That's not okay, and it was also so obviously pre-AIDS. I -hmm. mean, Mm -hmm. this—that was my my one thought was she did what now? Oh, this is 1981. Oh, yeah, people did that.
0: Now, to be fair, she would have had his blood work handy, so she might have had... (laughs)
1: I mean, she may have ordered an extra test. I'm just...
0: Right. Like, I'm thinking about doing this. I'm going to run one more panel, and that'll be the (laughs) tiebreaker.
2: What? He's got Parvo? Oh. Well, okay, I can't get Parvo. (laughs) Then everything's fine. (laughs) But yeah. God, I love this movie. I love it so much. It's the transformation scene, um... As you know, I'm always pro practical effects, and even even though that stop motion is a little bit jerky, man, I'm into it. I'm into
0: it.
1: Mac, what about you?
0: I approach any John Landis movie with a certain stink eye initially. Uh, he okay. Here's what this movie is. Let's remove John Landis from the equation. It. I think. Not to knock Donna's love for the movie. I think it's a big nothing burger of a movie with one of the greatest uh, werewolf transformations just nestled inside. And so that brings me to John Landis, who I think is a bad person. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and 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 an asshole. Uh, yeah. He, he, he did some very bad things. And the, I don't know if anybody's seen uh, the movies that made us on Netflix. They did an episode on coming to America, which he directed. And he for a guy that hasn't made a watchable movie in 30 plus years, he had a very entitled view of himself. Like they they did the talking head thing where they're like, so tell us who you are. And he's like, I'm not doing that. You know who I am. And so oh, then they God. cut to all the other episodes where all the directors of the movies were like game and said, hey, I'm this guy. And I directed this movie. And John Landis is like, no. I'm not doing it, and it's like, dude, you made Beverly Hills Cop three. You can't, you can't <laughs> be nasty with people, and that's that's before I get into the you know yays or nays of your legal culpability with helicopter deaths. But that 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 was my soapbox on John Landis and and the fact that you raised an unrepentant race rapist, like rapist, rapist, sexual assaulter. Let's not parse words. He's a bad man there. I'm done with John Landis. Kenzie, oh. what did you think of the movie? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I do like, though, Mac, that you do put Landis for me. Landis is pre helicopter accident and post helicopter mm-hmm. accident. I so if it's pre I, I usually I am a pretty big fan of his stuff post. Yeah, fuck him. Uh, but this film that we're talking about, I actually it's it's fun i enjoy it i've you know i don't disagree with you i think that this if it was not for baker's transformation scene i don't think this film would be anything i think it would be like oh yeah i saw that movie you know it's 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 a no nothing film this film is the reason there now is a special effects category at the oscars this is what did that and so yeah i yeah so such a roundabout way (laughs) i like this film it's fun i'd never i'm never upset when i watch it and mainly it's for the transformation and the last 30 minutes that Mm -hmm. is you know and it's not really long it's rick baker's movie yeah oh yeah 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 so um yeah we're gonna be in spoiler territory now like immediately as you know so we try even though this film is 40 years old Uh, Oh, also, side note, today is is David Naughton's uh, 71st birthday. I saw that uh, this morning.
0: You're about to say 31st. I'm like...
1: (laughs) I know, I know. I got a little tongue tied there. It's like, nope, not thirty first. Nope. But how?
0: (laughs) One more thing about Landis that I'm looking over my notes the the porn movie that is featured in the uh, the film it it was shot specifically by Landis, which is like the most Landis thing to do. Like, yeah, yeah. If if I'm gonna have not even not even second unit, I'm just like, oh, we get to shoot a porn movie. Good for Landis. Good for Landis.
2: screw that the the name of that porn movie see you next wednesday that was landis's little little thing that he put in yeah. most of his movies and i'm i'm not going to mention landis again because he is in fact a terrible person and an asshole and this is one of those movies that i expressly want to separate from the artist because i like yeah. it and i want to continue liking it so i want to pretend john landis doesn't exist when i
1: See, and this is why Watch I say, movie. and that's why I go pre and post
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Twilight Zone. That's why I, because I, I have a love of Animal House and it's, it's gross. It's, it's sophomore. I don't care. I love Belushi just being Belushi and that's it. I'm going to, now I'm off my, my soapbox with. I,
0: I, I have a fondness for Blues Brothers. So that's the one I want to lift yeah. out of the can. And this one, I can wrap my head around it and say, oh, it's Rick Baker's movie. John Landis just showed up.
1: Exactly, Mac, and also I knew I liked you for a reason when you brought up the Blues Brothers, so anyway. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's go back to American Werewolf in London. Um, I love how noisy and jolly the pub is at the beginning, and then when he asks about the star, it's just like on a dime, like it turns like... It's interesting, though, because everyone
2: is so... I mean, it is that moment when you walk into the the, the pub the pub the tavern in a western and everyone goes silent and then slowly it builds back up and everyone's being friendly and everyone's laughing and they're telling that silly joke about the alamo so that's what i love about that scene is that everyone's just silent and then quietly slowly everything builds back up and then he asks about the star and the camaraderie that had built back up is done yeah but yeah go on the star he asks about the star
1: yeah he asked about the star and they just you just see everyone is just so uncomfortable just so like nope Mm -hmm. something else i really appreciate about that scene
2: is there's one woman in that scene and she's not a young sexy woman with big boobs
3: no yeah and i always thought like Even though it's not explicitly stated, and I think it happens, it definitely happens off screen, but I believe she's the reason why the boys get saved is that she's like, you know, we can't just let them die. And they're like, no, no, it's fine. (laughs) Like she dragged someone out by the collar and got Mm -hmm. them out in the (laughs) moors.
2: For sure. She was the one that was like, no, you, 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 you go
3: Mm -hmm. for
2: sure.
1: I like to think my headcanon is that the one she dragged out to the moors is the one that later talks to the doctor and says, look, Ooh. look, there's uh there's shit going down here. So I, I like to think that <laughs> I love that.
0: Beyond that, I think like she would just shut down the pub if they didn't do anything and like they couldn't get they couldn't drink anywhere. And that was that she runs the town simply because she has her hand on the tap.
1: <laughs> yeah. We have created this epic backstory for this this character, and I love all of it. I love all of it.
2: There is a mayor for this town; she runs the town. Yeah,
0: a mayor in the sense that the, that Halloweenland had a mayor, and we all knew who was really running the show. <laughs>
2: She's like you. No, oh, you don't towns. get Dennis. Yeah. You yeah. get this Bud Light that I imported three years ago from the states,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and I've opened that
1: is flat. <laughs>
0: and it's it's got the the like what's the awful bud light stuff that they like, they're throwing in bubble, bud light now like tomato juice or something in there too i, I don't know mm-hmm. awful things that they've done <laughs> <laughs>
2: Welcome to our new podcast, Side Characters, <laughs> that we've invented a whole life for.
0: <laughs> Here's what's wrong with American liquor.
1: <laughs> Kevin, why are you on NPR now? I don't know. Max started talking what's wrong with American liquor, and that's how we got there.
2: <laughs> I need uh, to work on my whispery voice. Hang on. I don't, I don't think I have enough. Uh, what's that word? Fry? Oh vocal fry. Vocal, vocal fry, fry. Yeah. I
0: don't,
2: I, mean... I don't think I have enough vocal fry. Wait, there it is. I think I got it now.
0: Uh, okay,
2: now I can be honest. And,
0: and this week on What's Wrong with American Liquor, the absolutely hideous mad scientist experiments involving Bud Light. <laughs> I'm your host, Mac Boyle Covington Jones, M L I S. I'm joined here by myself.
1: all right (sighs) okay so back to this movie there's Um, a werewolf movie
0: that we were discussing yeah there's a werewolf movie
1: we're discussing um i love the banter between david and jack like i love that they they always felt real like real friends and just not paying attention at all so i love that banter and so when it turns and becomes scary as they're in the middle of the moors oh i I love it i i love just that you know you're going along and then just that quick left turn like that I'm, i'm here for it
2: well what i don't get is how they
1: got off the
2: road without noticing
1: uh weren't they talking about a lady friend debbie klein yeah weren't they talking about a lady so There's that's nothing dull about that body. <laughs> so uh, that's that's my evidence. I'm just I'm submitting that to the courts for uh, why and because of the dream I got the I never be, because David Naughton doesn't look like he's in college in this film <laughs> <laughs> uh, and now especially now knowing that it's, he was thirty um, and a grown ass man. I didn't realize that he's probably supposed to be like right out of high school, early college because of the dream. And so, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Them getting off the road, getting off the path.
2: While they're talking about a girl.
1: While they're talking about a girl. Like that's like, okay, yeah. If you're supposed if you're nineteen to twenty and you're talking about a girl, yeah, you're not gonna be paying attention. You're just gonna be like, I wanna keep warm. I'm gonna talk to my buddy.
0: Mm. they're also american and i think if anything the last couple of years have taught us what it would be hey here's something americans that you can do to be safer and i'm gonna do the opposite
1: (laughs) by god yep i just got french kissed by my dog (laughs) okay well we're talking about a werewolf film so you know what that tracks okay so this movie is
2: an allegory about COVID, is what you're saying (laughs)
0: isn't everything at this point like it was all preparing us for this but we we missed the the test yeah
2: stick to the roads steer clear of the moors i'm going to the moors
0: (laughs) my god i'm an american
2: yeah so now let me let me ask you because even though david wait is that his name yeah (laughs) david's his name okay because i know the actor's name is david
3: yeah, David played by
1: David. Okay, okay. I think it's a Tony Danza thing. He can only <laughs> Okay so,
0: so I think a that- Jack Nicholson thing's probably closer to what we're looking at here, but go ahead.
2: <laughs> so David falls, Jack yeah. goes to help him up, Jack gets hit by the by the werewolf, and David takes off running. Now, through the rest of the movie, David does not appear to have a lot of regret for that. He does stop and go back, obviously too late. Jack is dead, dead by the time David gets back. Um, Do you think David has regret for the fact that he ran? And should he have regret for the fact that he ran?
0: Given the amount of dream sequences in this movie, he does have guilt that he has not fully reckoned with. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, that's my answer. The overuse of dream sequences makes me think, yeah, he's he's working through some things.
2: You know, okay. I tell you what, <laughs> let's let's just jump from the dream dream sequence right to one of the main things that I noticed in this film that I've never noticed before in any of my other watchings, which makes me wonder if there's some HD thing or what. Which is that I never noticed the amount of pain <laughs> in this film before. <laughs> I've watched this movie a lot and I feel like
0: you might've been inclined to notice the peen before.
2: I think I might've noticed when I was a younger person that I might've stopped and zoomed in or something. There,
0: there, there is a, a measure of, of high resolution. that's sort of like the uncanny Valley. Like you get to a certain threshold and you're now seeing things you weren't meant to see. Mm-hmm. Like uh so uh, I call it the Caesar Romero's mustache uh threshold. Uh there was a certain point in, in in the remastering of the Adam West Batman where, oh yes, it's clear that he never shaved his mustache.
1: <laughs>
0: it applies to David to, to the relative presence of peen in the landis over, over
1: I think the
2: first time when he was running through the forest I was like nah nah I think he's probably wearing like a little g-string or something that's probably that's probably what I'm actually seeing is he's probably wearing a little g-string but when he was jumping out of that wolf enclosure oh that's yeah that's uh, that's not uh, a cover that, that was all Dave that was clearly <laughs> definitely all Dave all Dave <laughs> and, and i just i say i'm just like i i don't remember that i do not remember that being there on previous watchings so i'm just yeah i think it must be the the high definition
0: yeah.
2: so anyway i just thought i'd mention that as being a new dimension to this film that i don't remember being there in the past i certainly remember all the boobs i remember all the boobs there were a lot of boobs yeah. because john landis is Boops. that kind of person
1: yeah, that was what... Su- I wasn't surprised by the nudity. It was the not n- naughty nudity. <laughs> I really just wanted that's to That's better do. than
0: all Dave. Not <laughs> naughty nudity is... That's a whole podcast right there.
1: I, <laughs> I was... So I was... I don't know if I want to say pleasantly surprised, but I was surprised because it's like, okay, it's an 80s film. So yes, there's going to be boobs and the boobs are going to have boobs and more boobs. So I was not... <laughs> And all expecting, it's like, oh, yep, yep, so, yeah. And I'm like you, Donna, I had the same reaction. I was like, I don't remember that at all. You want to talk about Nazi werewolves? Yeah, that nightmare sequence terrified me as a child, but. Boy, uh, that
0: was. And more Rick Baker fun.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, you could see Rick Baker was. I, I can almost picture him in his workshop going, Oh God, look, there's teeth throwing through. There's a ligament
0: right here. Yes. He was having fun. He was having so much fun. Did Rick Baker ever just direct a movie on his own? I don't think he did.
1: I don't think so either. I think he's just been. Now I'm having to look, Mac. Or are you looking?
0: I'm looking. I, I, I'm looking too. Okay. No. Yeah, he's never directed a, a, at least a feature on his own. He could have. I think he could have.
2: I don't think he would have wanted to, though. That would have taken time true. out of his workshop. That's true. That he could have spent making fake muscle-torn tissue that was seeping blood.
0: Yeah.
1: And I still, the the slow decay of Jack as a corpse, that, yeah. is, that is, oh, man. That Very is cool. That is Rick Baker just like, spotlight shining through i mean everyone talks about the werewolf transformation Mm. as they should but damn that corpse makeup is phenomenal
2: really good and then when we get the scene in the movie theater where we've got all the corpses yes whoo and so and and, and i know i know i'm the one who's got the most fondness for this film but to me the absolute charm of david and jack David Naughton and and Griffin Dunn just pulls this movie through for me. They are both so likable. So the fact that David the werewolf murdered six people the previous night, is like, but look, he's so cute as he's jumping naked out of the wolf (laughs) enclosure. And by the way, the wolves love him. Those wolves are like, no, don't leave, new friend. (laughs) We like you. Don't go.
0: Or or they're like, hey, that wolf turned into a person. Is he all right? Oh,
3: (laughs) he's going to have to get a job. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, poor wolf. Poor poor guy. Uh. Man, it's so funny because I have like the exact opposite like thought about David Kessler. Like I was talking earlier to Kenzie about this. Like, I don't get it. I don't get the appeal. He's just a schlub that makes bad decisions. I don't get it. I don't find him cute. I find him just like lazy he just like starts like couch surfing on like his nurse's like couch and just lives there and eats her food i'm like what who's letting this man do this why what is what is so special about this dude oh it's a john landis man yeah that's what i was
0: saying like where would john landis movies be without the the (laughs) schlubby guy that we don't understand the appeal of
1: oh god i think it works because he's kind of average i guess you know just like yeah
2: yeah i do kind of wonder why he hasn't gone home do they tell us why he hasn't gone home
3: i think it's like he's 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 still convinced that there's a potential he might turn into a werewolf and he's just like trying to wait it out in her house while also not going like not dealing with the whatever authorities were were telling him that like his parents have been contacted about his dead friend like that kind of gets dropped a little bit I don't think he's unable to go because the police investigation is closed, and they're like, "There's no wrongdoing." He's just choosing to stay, I guess. At Alex's, yeah. time. <laughs> like,
0: I mean, <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. I mean, but well, the first night, it's like, okay, he needs to make arrangements and all that. But after the the second night, you're like, you could have a plane ticket by now. Yeah, <laughs> you you could be on on, I guess, and murdering people on the plane. Boy, that would be fun werewolves on a plane oh my god yes
0: <laughs> it's a new movie oh my gosh
3: it's coming on sci-fi,
0: sci-fi write, a, write a movie hang on guys <laughs> no like this can work yeah like the oh, and, and you could do it like super b movie like the military has captured these uh, werewolves and they need to fly them and then like how do you get the full moon? That, that's unexpected. That's the that that's your your act one. No, break. no, the,
2: the military they don't care. They've just got a schedule they've got to keep, and they're like they're in a, they're in a locked cage. They're not going to get out.
1: It doesn't matter.
0: That, that's it. Yeah, they were going to fly. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think you need to sell this to the Sci-Fi Channel. Like I feel like this is a Saturday night.
0: Yeah, it, 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 the packages with the werewolves just got misshipped, so they were very careful to ship them before the full moon, but they got delayed. And then they got put on a plane oh, oh, oh. on full moon night, and it's like, ah.
2: I've got it. No, I've got it. Okay? okay. So they actually had a really great sedative for these werewolves. It mm-hmm. was a great sedative. Okay. But the guy who was going to administer the sedative was an addict. And so he cut the sedative with saline so that he could take some of it himself. And so they only got half doses. And so halfway over the ocean, in the middle of the full moon.
0: I, I think in the, in the entirety of horror cinema, I did not think we would expect werewolves on a plane to eventually be written by somebody with a doctorate in veterinary medicine. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I,
1: I, I didn't think that was going to happen. <laughs> okay. But no, this is, this
2: is a thing because I have a <laughs> tech who yeah. got fired for administering veterinary drugs to themselves. So um, this comes from,
3: who better to write yeah. it? Yeah, no, <laughs> that's
0: what I'm saying. Like yeah. the 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 midnight sci-fi channel movie is going to have a verisimilitude we were not bargaining for. Yeah, like and the the best part is they didn't know what the drugs did. They just were like, "Well, this is a
2: troll drug. I'll go try it." And you're like, "Okay, I don't know why you're not dead, but you are fired."
1: So, yeah, Donna, I think you need to get on this. I think there is definitely something here.
2: Yeah, you guys are going to need to finish this without me Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We'll just run it by you for that for that veterinary seal of approval. Like we ran this by a vet and everything is 100 percent accurate, and including David Naughton's penis. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: Dave. This is what I'm saying. All Dave. <laughs> we have kind of been dancing around it. Let's let's talk about that first transformation scene. Mm, 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 mm.
0: Like, any time they show a clip of this movie, it's that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: The thing I don't get is he's sitting in a chair reading, and then just like that, reaches up, grabs his head, and screams, oh, my God. So I guess it just hit him like, on, like an on-off switch?
1: Well, Like if there was no buildup? If he was... I mean, we know he's in denial, so I mm-hmm. think... I think he thought he was past, you know, that's why he's sitting there reading. I think I thought he was he thinks he's past that point. So then when it hits, like you're already seeing him start to sweat, which that was something I'd never noticed that he's like starting to sweat before he you know, gets out of the chair Mm -hmm. when the transformation starts.
0: Yeah,
2: I hadn't noticed that, that he was sweating already. So maybe maybe the oh, my God was the point. He couldn't deny it anymore. I could see that. But then he (laughs) does the same thing in the movie theater. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Mac.
0: No, that's not. And that that is a, a weird recurrent theme in, in in horror cinema of white dudes who aren't going to admit that there's a problem until it's way too late. Yeah. I, I, my my, I didn't my get bit my, yeah, I didn't get bit. I'm special. Jeff Goldblum not going to the doctor yeah. after the teleporter <laughs> initially. And 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 that example sticks into my head because you pan across his his medicine cabinet and and Back to penises, his felled penis is there on the shelf, and I'm like, that's the where I, I I break with that movie because uh, men, when your penis falls off, that's when you must go to the doctor. There is no negotiating out of that one. But that that's I should have saved that bit for when we do the fly. But
1: no no no, I, just you, you definitely it, when we do the fly, keep that yeah. keep that on tap, Mac, because that's a. Uh
0: where would horror cinema be if there weren't white men going it's fine
1: okay, it's
0: fine but
2: it's been a while since i've seen the fly just remind me was it mm-hmm. big
0: it it, it it had fallen off oh, uh, <laughs> due to atrophy and like oh, it, so. it rotted off so no. it's not even 100 percent certain that it was his penis it just was probably his penis just a piece of flesh yeah that was, that was vaguely. vaguely penis shaped
1: <laughs> i mean i had i had to i had to let's talk about alex and her ethical practice
3: uh, <laughs> 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 i cannot i cannot i don't i oh my god first time oh, take a deep breath like the biggest thing that gets me is when she brings alex okay when alex brings david to her place and she starts being like I've never really done this before, except I have. I've done sexual intercourse seven times in my life. Three or four of them were maybe one night stands. And you're like, okay, that's a, this is a whole lot going on here. How many Uh, of
0: them were patients? (laughs) (laughs)
3: Like what is going on with her? But yeah, apparently a man that just like has like no family or friends nearby, his best friend has just died. He's having hallucinations. He's convinced he's going to turn into a werewolf. He's seeing, like, a ghost of his dead friend and believes he's talking to him. That is the perfect candidate to bring home in Bone. Like, it would make more yeah. sense if you brought him, like, him home to, like, kill him. Like, that would be, that's where I thought I could go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so you you were you were looking for a different horror
3: movie. Yeah, it's not good, Dad.
1: <laughs> yeah. There's so many red flags with everything that goes on. It's like, you know, I'm like, if I was Alex, it's like, nope, 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 nope.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, ethical considerations aside, and I don't I don't know what the ethical considerations are for a nurse. I know for a medical doctor in the United States, um, it's seven years. You cannot have a social relationship Whoa, really? of any kind with a patient for seven years after you've treated them as a patient.
0: That's so- reasonable.
2: Yeah, so if you yeah. if you have had a medical relationship with a patient, you can't even be friends with them for seven years. So probably for a nurse, it's not that long because it, the, the relationship is not quite the same. But, but the um, ride on
0: the tube is not long enough.
2: Yeah, the ride on the yes. tube is not long enough. So, uh, but besides that, which I mean, that's a thing. I'm sure that's a thing. Um, He's clearly not okay in his head. He's clearly not. Like like Cass said, he's having hallucinations. He's talking about talking to his dead friend. This boy's not okay.
0: He's there's two things. He's a werewolf or he is in a psychiatric crisis. Not candidates for shacking up.
1: Nope, nope. Not even not even a candidate for a one night stand. Like none of none of those things. And if the movie
0: depicted that she was just like into thrills and she was like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm like, he's either crazy or he's a werewolf either way. I'm going to get my jollies for one night. And then he just stays in the house. And that's a source of friction that I could have run with. Cause then yeah. it's like, yeah, it's a, yeah. It's a, it, no kink shaming at that point. The way it is, it's just, why, why was this an idea? Why, why are you a, a domesticity fetishist? Is that it like you literally want to shack up with just anybody that this guy is fine.
3: Like, all she does is service other people. And the only thing he says to her that, like, turns her on is, like, one time after she's literally spoon feeding him food, he's like, thank you. And she's like, that's it. Someone finally said thank you. And I have to have sex with you because no one ever says thank you to me ever in this entire film. I have a kid yelling no at me every five seconds. Nobody, like, treats me seriously as a medical professional. But yeah. this dude, he gets it. He said thank you. Yeah.
0: He's so very American. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Americans are,
0: if if nothing else, Americans are just polite as hell.
2: (laughs) Okay. I'm looking at my notes and I wanted to say something about the transformation. The second transformation, Mm. the second time when he transforms in the movie theater, they, this time, they, they focus on some other parts of him changing. And one thing they focus on is the claws coming out of his fingers. Mm. They're bloody. They're bloody as they come out of his fingers i love that oh my gosh i love that what a touch not just that they're claws but that they're bloody because they're forcing their way out of his flesh
1: fantastic rick baker yeah (laughs) i do like one thing i do appreciate with this film is that david knows pretty much from the get-go because of jack that he's he's going to be a werewolf now he may not believe it but he knows it. And so they are not coy with that. And I think that is, that's I think that's a a good choice. I think it's very interesting because up until, which that transformation doesn't happen until almost an hour into the movie. The movie is barely 90 minutes. And so you have so much, I mean, yeah, there's other nonsense, but you have a lot of buildup to that transformation that you could actually have a little bit of that doubt. Like, well, Mm -hmm. maybe... Maybe it was a dog. And that's the other thing. They're so coy with out showing when that first attack happens in the moors. They don't show what it is. You know, you see the aftermath, which is like, okay, could could be something. So I like, I do like that about,
3: uh, I think that is really fun with this film. Yeah. And you're right. They build up so much into it that when that transformation scene happens, there's so much pressure on it and it still holds up. And it's like, it's in bright light. There's no cutaway. It's the cameras on the actor the entire time. The actor himself was like underneath the floor for 10 hours a day shooting for like three to four days in a row to get that right. And it it holds up still, which is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: One thing I really want to say about David Naughton is, man, I believed he was in agonizing pain. I believed it. He was selling that, that he was, that he was hurting. And one thing, I mean, they showed that his bones were changing, Mm -hmm. like the, the metacarpals in his hand were growing and changing, which meant the bones in his legs had to be shrinking. And, and because I mean, we all have the same bones, dogs and people. We have the same bones. They're just arranged in different shapes and proportions. And as painful as your bones growing have to be, your bones shrinking have to be agonizing. And he was selling that every second of the way. I believed he was in torturous agony. And yay, good
1: job, Dave. Mm -hmm. Thumbs up.
0: All Dave. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, that's one thing I like with especially with this film and some of the older werewolf films that the transformations are always painful. Like you get into more modern day werewolf films and they almost revel in like, oh, I get to be the werewolf. I get to transform. Where this one's like, no, you're seeing the the true, you know, how it would probably be if you're, tra- you know, your bones are shifting like Donna was saying. And
0: it can happen so much faster in modern movies with, with CGI. It's just, it's like, it's just, yeah, I'm a werewolf now. Uh, that wasn't so bad. Yeah.
3: I feel like it's like a lot of people don't want to admit that they're afraid to do a transformation scene. Cause they're like always comparing it to Rick Baker's work. So they're like, we'll just make it quick and be like, the more yeah. you do it, the easier it gets. And it's like, well, maybe take a risk. I want to, I'm to see another yeah. transformation scene. It could be different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like, I mean, yeah, Baker gave the blueprint, but yeah, make mm. do your own spin on it. Make it, you know, try something.
0: I, I'd love to see like the super slow werewolf transformation that like it's almost a body horror sequence where, you know, you get a paw and then you're, you're trying to hide that. And that's like a day. And then the snout starts coming in. And it, it, yeah, like Teen
3: Wolf. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
3: Okay.
1: Yeah. I was like, "Has that been? It happened."
0: And I forgot. I forgot Teen Wolf. I forgot Teen Wolf. Mm-hmm.
1: Teen yeah. Wolf never forgot you, Mac.
0: <laughs> Most Michael J. Fox movies don't. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's
3: so. Oh, what a charmer. I <laughs> uh, one fun fact I do have about the transformation scene: they didn't have because it took so long to film the the scene, they didn't have any time to test the makeup, and so like Rick Baker was so afraid because. There was no time to do trial runs. There just wasn't enough time because of the production budget. And it, it came out great, but that was never tested, which I think is really ballsy.
1: <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah.
3: Well, and just the fact that a
1: major studio was cool with that. You would like today, you would not hear that like from a major studio being like, oh, it hasn't been tested. No, it's fine. It's fine. So the fact that they were like, eh, we'll see. So cool.
0: The, the other thing I was surprised by in the film, and it's a twofold thing, uh, that Wendy's had pronounced product placement in this film and that the U.K. has Wendy's. OK, like all when they were in the in, 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 in the tube, there were there was Wendy's advertisement after Wendy's advertisement after Wendy's advertisement. And I was like, I, I guess I want Wendy's now. So that's a 40 year old ad that that absolutely worked. So. Dave Thomas, man, figured it out like it, this movie belongs to two people and neither of them are John Landis.
1: <laughs> one,
0: Rick Baker, two, Dave Thomas, founder <laughs> of Wendy's.
1: <laughs> I'm going to give a, a small like third is the Muppets because you get Frank Oz and then the Muppets yeah. scene. So I'm going I'll, to I'll, I'll I'll add one to your your list.
0: Yes. And and uh, and, and David Notton and and all Dave. So four. <laughs> I'm going to give it to four people.
1: Both heads. Yeah. <laughs> 4.5. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, sure.
1: So did anyone else think when we finally got to see the werewolf that he also kind of looked a little bit like a corgi, like it was a corgi werewolf? <laughs> I did
2: not think that, but I did think he was awfully cute. He was a cute werewolf.
3: Cause yes. he had
1: little stocky legs and I'm like, why why make make him a corgi like i just i i, I saw corgi and i couldn't you know no
2: he was he was a stocky he was a stocky werewolf which was an interesting choice because wolves are leggy they have long legs now if you discount the time in the hospital which oh god you know this is exactly why they have this ethical Thing where nurses and patients shouldn't have a relationship because of you know that they will inappropriately fall in love with each other. That's exactly <laughs> why, because um, they knew each other in a non-hospital setting for a what a day and a half. Yes, yeah. and were then saying "I love you" to each other. But I did taking that aside. I did really kind of like the fact that his snarly werewolf nose unwrinkled two wrinkles when she said, I love you to him. Two wrinkles. Boop. Boop. Unwrinkled. I, I guess we were supposed to assume that David was still back there somewhere going, oh, she loves me inappropriately because of
1: ethical considerations. But still, she loves me. I like that you bring that up because- and maybe because we watched the original Wolfman and I really like you see the DNA in that film in this one. And same thing, even with the howling, like you really see that DNA and that love. And because of the reference of, I love you and of his whole scene, him talking about, yeah, Claude Rains was his dad. He, you know, and he was killed and he goes, and I think you have to love, you have to be in love to be killed as a werewolf and so i really i thought that was a nice kind of touch and i really i just i like that i thought that Mm -hmm. was a nice callback so we want to talk about the car crash Yeah, (laughs) the car crashes and uh the i guess because we're in the final act now yeah
2: let's do it i do remember wondering Perhaps every time I've watched this movie, whether the people who died in the car crash counted as people killed by the werewolf,
0: go. But also, are there more fatalities due to car crashes than to werewolf attacks? Like, I I, I, I lost the count somewhere in there, but I think there were probably more auto fatalities than lycanthrope fatalities.
3: Yeah, I'm pretty sure through his just stupidity. He pretty much knocks over like a double decker bus. And that alone is more than like the seven people he killed the night before. <laughs>
0: right. Right.
3: It's collateral damage.
0: Not everybody on the double decker died though. Maybe.
3: I mean, Probably. everything was like exploding around them. So I'd be true. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Like, that's true. It's like a telephone pole goes down. Like there's glass everywhere. Like it's going to be hard to get out of that. There are yeah. some with like machine guns for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, (laughs) Yeah,
2: British policemen with machine guns. Yeah,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: I think we were supposed to believe they all died.
3: Yeah. If he wasn't killed, do you think he would have killed himself, or do you think he would have just kept on doing his thing of being like, sometimes I eat people, David. That is.
1: I I kind of think he was just gonna be like, well, this is me now. I just eat people uh, whenever there's a full moon. So.
0: You know, he would have to rationalize his his way out of it. He's like, oh, it, it's only a traveling thing. I'm only a werewolf in in Europe, so I'll just go back home and everything will be fine. And then first full moon in America. Oh, no. I, well, you know, moon's, it was worth a shot.
1: <laughs> the moon's different in, you know, across the right. pond. So, yeah, he's not going to transform in America because that doesn't happen to Americans in America. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy.
2: <laughs> I like David more than y'all do. And I think he would have eventually, eventually done the right thing. Um, It may have taken another moon, another month before he was like, oh, no, no, this is definitely going to keep on happening. But I think he would have initially done the right thing.
1: The only reason I I think that is just because when Jack confronted him with Mm -hmm. his victims the night before and he still wasn't like, I can't do it that's the only reason why i say is that he wouldn't have done it no
2: you're it, right he was still sitting in that movie theater when yeah. nighttime time came and i don't i don't understand what his plan was i don't i don't understand what his thought process was that he was still just sitting in that movie theater watching porn when nighttime came <laughs> i
3: keep forgetting that he, that's what he was doing there to like to begin with like right <laughs> like just for fun Nothing. Nothing true. That was such a. I.
1: I mean, I know who did this film, but it's still a weird choice to have this super important conversation with banging going on. Yeah, it's just
3: <laughs> boobs flashing in the background.
1: Like, this is a, a a pivotal conversation that they need to be having. You know, he's confronted with his new victims, and yeah, boobs and the boobs have boobs and. <laughs>
0: And as as gauche as it is to talk in a mainstream theater, I think it's even more gauche to talk in a porn theater. I'm hypothesizing here.
1: I feel like there's some kind of unwritten rule, a code that... There may
0: be some written rules. I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> At the same
2: time, I feel like there's probably some leeway to... I don't know. I'm speculating here. I feel like there may be some leeway to the kinds of noises that can be made because when he was screaming,
0: yeah, that 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 I had no problem with.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. They're...
2: he had to be screaming pretty loud and long before somebody was like, "Dude,
0: you're you're, you're ruining the buzz that we're all having." <laughs> Oh, man. I'm I'm trying to understand the story here.
2: (laughs) I can't follow the plot. That dude walked in and he didn't actually know either of them. And that seemed like like it seemed to imply that this is the human condition that (laughs) we don't know really
1: anyone
2: truthfully.
0: Until we're in a porn theater with them.
1: And we're getting we're talking to zombies or excuse me, ghouls. Now, okay, here's the question.
0: Was he actually there? Or was it just a hallucination on, oh. on oh. David's part? Does the guy come into the theater and just see a guy talking to himself in the porn theater? Now, and that's another question is, can David only see Jack? Can Is David the only one who could see Jack? And is it actually something supernatural? Or is it literally just a hallucination that... David has.
2: Alex said, I heard voices.
0: Is he doing two different voices? Is he doing both sides of the conversation?
1: Is it a Norman Bates thing? That I can't say. Um, Because I like the fantastical idea. I like to say that Jack and friends was really there. Mm -hmm. But you do raise some interesting questions.
3: Yeah, I wonder... I like that we don't know because I feel like easily the film could have gone like too heavy in either direction. But one, I'm happy it exists because I love so much all the different corpses deciding the best way for David to kill himself because he's just think he's such a jerk. I love it where it's just like he's like, oh, that's really mean, and they're like, well, what about drowning? Like (laughs) (laughs) that's like just like such good dark comedy there. Um, But I, I, yeah, I would love to imagine that they do exist and maybe with the alex comment maybe the closer in proximity you are to a werewolf or maybe they had sex i don't know how that translates like is she at all exposed to it that she can hear these voices maybe
0: is she currently with werewolf child yeah (laughs) Oh, ew. this was problem?
2: pre-AIDS. They may not have been using protection.
0: It's not like they were using a lot of caution to begin with. That's true. That's true. No. The no. whole situation is just, well,
1: let's do it. It's the early 80s. Who cares? They were in the shower. It's fine. You can't get pregnant in the shower. Okay. Oh boy.
0: Nope. Nope. <laughs> Nobody tell her.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do we have anything else before we move on to rule poll and quotes? I
2: just have a comment on the amazing, amazing marksmanship of those English riflemen. Yeah. Because they shot right past Alex and into that werewolf unerringly. And it was just amazing that there was a person standing right there in that narrow space, right in their line of fire, and they unerringly hit their target. Kudos.
1: <laughs> it was the yellow eyes
0: they were actually aiming for her they were enforcement officers with the N- uh, the nhs they're actually very poor marksmen like well we got to get rid of her because i don't want to fill out that paperwork <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: <laughs>
2: she brought a patient home and slept with him <laughs> oh shoot we shot the dog damn <laughs>
1: Okay. No, that was it. That was all I had. All right. Well, Mac, you have our rule. Yeah. Uh.
0: <clears throat> keep off the malls. Stick to the roads.
1: I mean, yeah. That that one rule would have we would not have had this 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 film at all. All right. And Donna, you have our quote.
2: I'm I'm intimidated by by Mac's performance but
1: <laughs> a naked american man
2: stole my balloons. Mm.
0: You you nailed it on balloons Donna.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a poll. <laughs> since we are finishing up the the end of our werewolf suite and we uh have uh, watched three ones uh what's your ranking of the three? I'll start. Okay.
0: The Howling, because I'm Joe Dante, ride or die. Uh, the Wolfman. And then this one is last because it has strengths, but I, I have a hard time getting over its flaws.
3: All right. Cass? Uh, I think Wolfman. I, uh, American Werewolf in London for the last 30 minutes. And then The Howling. All right. Donna?
2: I'm going to put American Werewolf in London first, just because this film just delights me. I just really enjoy it. And then I've always really just had a fondness for the howling. And I'm putting Wolfman last, not because I don't like it. I mean, I actually really enjoyed it as old movies go. I really enjoyed it, but um, it just did not delight me the way the other two do.
1: Right? Yeah, I'm kind of on the same train as you Donna because I will do this one first because I mean that transformation we we talked about it and it is it is just so solid. Uh and then I really I love uh because he's a, a student of Rick Baker and it's Gonzo's I got to go howling second, you know, between Dante and Botine, it is, you know, chocolate and peanut butter together. And then the the wolfman which you know, I know we can't get these two films without this one, but it's just, you know, it's fine. It's just not my particular bag, and that's okay. So, yeah.
0: and I'd say, like, in the annals of Universal, like classic monster movies, it's not very high for me either. So, that's yeah. Yeah. But, yeah.
1: All right. And what is our happy place this week? This is going to sound really odd, but my
2: beloved bunny dog who I do just adore. She's she's wonderful. Uh, she is also massively destructive. It's really hard to find her toys that will survive. The last plush toy I got her lasted three minutes before it was destroyed utterly. Um, I recently found a ball on Amazon that said it was indestructible. And I was like, Yeah. Okay. Whatever. But it also had a guarantee that I could return it to them and they would replace it. I was like, okay. So I ordered this ball and it has been in the house three days and it has not, not a bit of damage on it. So, and bunny is still playing with it. So right at this moment, this ball that my dog is both enjoying playing with and has not yet destroyed is my happy place.
1: All right so my happy place is honestly it's this i was i had a conversation this morning with billy about uh i get to talk about vampires and then werewolves with my friends and if you would have told eight-year-old me that i would have been like get the frock out one because i don't I, eight-year-old me wouldn't have said fuck um <laughs> but it's just this in general and it just yeah this everything about it just that's my happy place
0: uh, okay. I had a couple and I'm, I'm leaning down. Uh, you can't see it podcast audience, but my zoom background is the set of Peewee's playhouse. And that was a show as a kid that just was like, Hey, be weird. Be you, you don't have to be any particular way. Let's just go have fun. And I think that kind of ties into my last happy place, but that is, that is an aesthetic that I am reaching for. So let's go hmm. have some fun. Let's, let, let, yeah, you don't have to be any particular way.
3: I like it. What about you Cass? Uh, so I also have a, a dog's uh, technically still a puppy. And I recently got her a little red sweater uh, and <laughs> whenever I'm feeling stressed or like worried about like deadlines or like, oh, God, what do I have to do next? I'll just look at her in her little sweater and I'll just take a little deep breath. Uh, and I love it. I love that. It's like we live in a world where dogs can have sweaters and be cute and just for a second be like that dog doesn't know what a deadline is like. Forget about it. <laughs>
2: That's fantastic. Yeah. All
3: right.
1: Cass, well, well, thank you so much for coming on. We do appreciate it. Tell us, you know, where we can find you, what you're doing, all all, all the good stuff.
3: Uh, This has been super fun. So thank you all for having me. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at uh, Cass underscore underscore Clark. I'm the review and interview editor for CBR. So you can find a lot of my work there. And I have a newish podcast with Ryan C. Bradley called Horror Hangover. And it's super fun. And all of y'all will be on it soon enough, so you get to check it out.
0: <laughs> <And> yes, indeed.
3: <laughs> yeah. And what, what is CBR? CBR is an online magazine that covers all things nerdy and geeky. So a lot of superhero oh. stuff, TV, movies, comics, video games, all that kind of jazz. Fantastic.
1: That's awesome.
3: <laughs> well uh, you can find me on twitter and instagram
1: as at Callista 77 we're on facebook we have a webpage, page beyond the cabin in the uh our instagram and twitter is at beyond cabin donna where can they find you i'm on instagram and twitter as at
2: dragon goblin there is no i in goblin
0: the alternate title of this podcast <laughs> <laughs>
2: currently uh instagram is mostly fairly aggressive self-affirmations um twitter is i don't know not much there's there's not much on twitter currently wordle wordle there's a lot of wordle scores on (laughs) twitter
0: I am on Twitter. I think I have an Instagram, but I I have not logged into it in many years. So good luck there. I have a Twitter uh, at Party Apocalypse. Uh, PartyApocalypse.com is my site. I'm on another podcast. The Holodeck is Broken, uh, a Star Trek rewatch podcast. Uh, We've got two more podcasts launching on the site. Friendables, two friends talking about Hannibal Lecter, where me and Eris O'Reilly are going through the books, movies and TV shows uh, associated with Hannibal Lecter. And one we just recorded a pilot for last night, Drunkster Peace Theater, where me and two friends are getting inebriated and trying to read our way through selections of Shakespeare. We did a Romeo and Juliet reading last night, and it, we'll see, I have a new book coming out. It just came out on Tuesday. Uh the Once in Future Orson Wells. Uh, it's available on Amazon and paperback and Kindle editions. Uh, you can go to partyapocalypse.com for more information on that.
1: Well, thank you guys so much for listening. We do appreciate your support. Also, thank you Billy for making us sound fantastic. Thank you, Billy. Everyone have a good week. And don't read the Latin.
2: You know what horror is?